Let's try that. Is that one? Right, okay. No, can't see behind me, you see, so whether it's on, okay. Brilliant. Well, what a joy to be with you and, uh, and to be able to sing in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> what an absolute joy. Um, I'm so, you know, I've never been very good kind of in tune with singing and I just sounded more out of tune than ever. So uh, God will have to help me over these next weeks and months get in the, in the singing mode properly. So, uh, but it's great to just uh, shout to the Lord and open our hearts and our mouths to glorify God, isn't it? And what a joy to be able to do it here with you this morning. Um, I know this has been um, uh, a, a difficult time, I'm sure, for all of us. Um, uh, time probably of sadness where you've, um, like me, uh, have lost some friends uh, to this virus. And uh, some have died of other things as well. Um, and there's been all kinds of difficulties and, and problems we've all faced in different ways, different kinds of problems, I'm sure, different difficulties, different burdens we've had to carry, different valleys we've had to walk through. But thank God he has been with us through it all. And we're, we're still here. We're still loving God with all our hearts. We're still walking with him. We still want to see his kingdom come. We still want to see God's glory in the earth. We're still passionate for God. And I think we're all much more uh, clear and convinced that the only answer for this lost and suffering and tormented devastated world the only answer is Jesus Christ the Lord of all the Lord of glory the Lord who came and suffered more than any man more than anyone he knows about suffering he's not a God that's not unmoved with uh, the pains that we feel here on earth he knows all about it he suffered even his, the depth of his suffering has even been greater than anything that we could possibly imagine. And um, because he suffered, we can be healed. We, our lives can be filled with hope and joy and confidence. Hallelujah. And peace. Praise God. The things that are in such short supply in the world. The world's casting about for answers. And it's not for us to criticize those who lead our nation and other nations. We just pray for our government, don't we? And uh, God bless them. God give them wisdom. God help them. Because we, <laughs> they're governing us. It's a logical and sensible thing to do to pray for them. And, uh, and we don't necessarily agree with every decision, everything they've done, every stance they take. Of course not. We disagree with a lot of it. But God bless them and give them wisdom and give them grace on behalf of our nation because our nation needs the mercy of God. We need the mercy of God right now on our nation and around the world. The world is suffering like never before. Well, I don't, I don't know whether we can actually say that as a true statement, but the world is certainly suffering 
enormously, isn't it? And we have the hope and the healing and the light to bring to them, to help them, and we need to do it with all our hearts. Amen? I'm looking at the, the time um, so I don't go over. When, before I left home, Gaynor said to me, let's hope this is a new start for me. That is, keep on time. And uh, we shall see. Pray for me, and uh, that will be a blessing for you as well. And so I'm just about to make it out. My glasses are steaming up a bit, but uh, praise the Lord. Okay, Matthew 6. I'm just going to read out a very well-known passage um, and I just feel this is what God is saying to me afresh. I know these verses very well. I've probably read them hundreds of times, meditated on them for hours and hours and hours. But um, they're coming with fresh force to me. And uh, I pray that they will also kind of touch your heart as well, some of the, the thoughts, the challenges. I can't read words like this without being challenged. Um, Jesus didn't come just to, uh, to kind of pat us on the back and say, keep going. He, he, he challenges us right to the very roots of our being. He challenges our behavior, our attitudes, our, the way we're living our lives. Don't you find this? Uh, I'm, someone said they, they'd been going 25 years in the faith, uh, this morning. Great word you brought of encouragement to us. Um, I've been going 50 years, and um, uh, this is my 50th year in Christ, with eternity to look forward to. Hallelujah. Um, but I'm certainly still learning. I'm certainly trying to bow my heart and and, and submit my mind and my desires to the will of God and to what he's... Uh, so, so much, uh, you know, you kind of never grow beyond it. And as soon as you think you've arrived somewhere, God takes you to another place or shows you that you haven't really arrived anywhere. And your superficiality and your kind of... Uh, you know, all your lacks and, and, and where you're really at come to the fore and not for God to condemn us. Thank God he never condemns us, but he wants to kind of lift us, doesn't he? And he wants to, you know, we're, we're, we're moving from one degree of glory to another. We're changing and we're going to keep changing until that great day when we meet him face to face. We see him as he is, and we will become like him, hallelujah, transformed, prepared and ready for eternity with the Lord, hallelujah, it's coming, and that's the ultimate answer for all the suffering in the world. There is a day set in heaven when Jesus will return to planet earth, hallelujah, and put everything right that is not right down here today. Let's be with him in that. Let's be there, ready for him. Amen? Anyway, Ma Matthew 6, I'm already miles behind time. Verse 25, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. That is a challenge in itself, is it not? Especially in, in these days which we've just lived through. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, 
or about your body, what you will wear, is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? My wife said to me, she said, what are you going to preach about this morning? I said, oh, you know, not worrying about what we eat or drink. She said, well, you, who are you to speak about that? You're totally out of, out of condition. You're way above weight. You're all kinds of stuff like that. You're the last person to talk about that. And so I do hope this is tinged with a bit of humility. I know I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a great example, but it's in the word and it's speaking to me and maybe it will speak to you as well. So please forgive me. Um, she said to me, she put me through the kind of the test of what I'm wearing. It says, don't worry about your clothes. I've never really worried too much about my presentation and, and the clothes that I wear. But she said, you can't wear those shoes. You can't wear that shirt. What a mess you're looking. And, uh, and I just say, well, we haven't got to worry about what we wear. Jesus said it. And she said, yeah, but kind of understand it properly. And uh, I see Simon's in kind of holiday mode already. Uh, nice knees, Simon, there. Incidentally, hi, Bashir, if you're, if you're out there looking. It's nice to, to think that you're not so far away, at least in cyberspace or whatever it is. God bless you in Ethiopia. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns and let your... Uh, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not mu of much more value than they are? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about your clothes? <laughs> See how... I, I'm pretty cool with that one. I, I say, Lord, I'm, I'm kind of fairly advanced in that um, department. Um, See how the lilies of the field grow. They... Do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans, the unbelievers run after all these things. Your and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. These are not irrelevant things to our lives. It's not that we couldn't care less about these things. They're important things. But the, the issue is, are we running after them and prioritizing them and making them bigger in our lives than they ought to be? Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Hallelujah. Seek, but rather seek first his kingdom. And this is what I just want to uh, kind of share a few thoughts on. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. To seek the kingdom is of first importance for our lives as Jesus followers. Amen?
This is what our life is all about. This is a central, most important part of our lives. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. To be heavenly minded rather than earthly minded. To be focused on the things of God rather than the things of the world. To be focused on what he wants rather than what we want for ourselves. What we consider to be important for ourselves. The question is what does God consider something to be important or not? What priority is it in the kingdom of God? That's the question we need to first and foremost answer in the way that we live our lives. Amen? That's what seeking the kingdom of heaven is all about. It takes precedence over everything else. We are to consciously, intentionally put the kingdom of God first in the way we live our lives. Jesus said something similar in Matthew 22, where he was asked, what's the, what's the greatest commandment? The, the first and the greatest commandment, and we all know this, is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, right? With all our inner lives, with all our soul, with all our heart and soul, our emotion, our, our will, our ambition, our, mot our, our attitudes, all these things we love God with, we lay before God, we offer as sacrifices towards, to, to, to the Lord with all our mind and with all our strength, with all our physical, in our physical activity, in our thinking, the way we think and figure things out and, and, and prioritize things, we love God first. And with all that, we love God. Amen? With all our heart. I mean, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. It's right up there with it. Love your neighbor as yourself. These are challenging things, but they're of first importance to us. We want to give God the best of our lives, do we not? We want to serve him, worship him, and honor him with the best. Be the best for him we can possibly be. Amen. I'm stirred up by these thoughts. Love is the most excellent way. Loving God and loving our neighbor. Live a life of love, and that's how we fulfill the law of God. We fulfill the, the, the God's requirements for our lives. God's, we live up to God's standards for our lives when we live a life of love. It's not about rules and regulations. It's a life of love. Amen. From the depth. Of, and, you know, we love him because he first loved us. He pours out his love into our hearts by his Holy Spirit. That's the only way we can really love because there's so many things, so many people. Have you noticed? So many people around you. That kind of challenges your ability to love. They're so irksome, petty, argumentative, horrible contentious and it's difficult to love them until I kind of consider myself as well. 
but we need to learn to live a life of love. That's the most excellent way, the highest way. Amen? That's how we give God the best of our lives. Hallelujah. But coming back to Matthew 6 and what we've just been reading, seeking first the kingdom of God, Jesus is contrasting it with all the things of this life down here, which takes up so much energy and time and attention. Just before the verses that we've read, Jesus is talking about money. Jesus talked a lot about money, finances, possessions. And he said these, these things, don't, don't store up treasure on earth, rather treasure in heaven. We want a heavenly quality about our lives rather than an earthly quality just like everyone else in the world. Amen? We want to be different by the grace of God. We can only do that as we learn to seek first the kingdom of God. Don't store up for ourselves treasures on earth, he said, which are all temporary, which decay and disintegrate. And it only becomes the envy of others and then they fight you for it and steal it from you. So uh, let's uh, provoke people in another way, amen? Let's pro provoke people with our godly behavior and our good attitudes and our caring hearts and good works done out of a pure heart of faith and love motivated by a desire to glorify God and lift God up and be conscious that our lives are here to be lived for God as our eternity will be. <laughs> That's what we'll be doing in eternity. And let's become more etern eternity conscious, kingdom conscious, heavenly conscience conscious let's bless people and uplift them let there be a heavenly quality about our lives and he said basically he said all these i i heard someone talk about this passage i, I i'm sure this wasn't my original I, it's in my mind from it must have been someone else i heard but um jesus said don't, don't worry about money, finances. These are all Fs. That's where I, I remember it from someone else preaching it. So this is not original. Um, but don't worry about finances or your fitness. I mean, these are all good things. Don't get me wrong. We're not to have a casual, couldn't care less attitude about it at all. Amen? The more money we make, the better our lives is. We've just got to remember it's better to give than to receive. We're working not to improve our life standard. We're working and we're doing all we can to improve the lives of other people and bless other people. Amen? That's what money's all about. If you, it's not money that's evil. It's the love of money that's evil. Amen? When you love money, you use people to try and serve you. But if you love God, right, you use money to serve and bless other people. Amen? We need to get that right. We don't want to be people users. We want to be money users. Let's get money, but give it away wisely and as God leads and generously and cheerfully. Amen? Because we're living for the kingdom. We want to see the kingdom grow and be extended with everything that we have. And Jesus 
kind of typically, he, he, he says you can't love money and, and love God. Ooh. Anyway, so he talks about, in, in, it's amazing how timeless and cross-cultural Jesus' teaching is. He, the same things he talked about people not worrying about then and, in, and there and in that situation, they're the things that are completely relevant for our lives today, 2,000 years later, 2,000 miles away, in a t- totally different culture and time. Hallelujah. Finance, fitness, I, I, sorry, I, I can't talk about fitness either. Um, but I'm, tr- I'm trying to kind of get, get this message. Fa- food, fashion, don't worry what you wear. And last of all, fu- your future. Don't worry about the future. I think that's the, one, of, one of the hardest things. Not to worry about the future. What's coming next? There's enough trouble for every day in the future. There's a lot more trouble coming, I'm sorry to say, right? We don't know what it's gonna be like, we don't know how it's gonna be manifest, but there's a lot more trouble coming on the earth. And we mustn't be worrying about that and fearful about that and concerned about that. We're to live for today, to glorify God today. I think if if this pandemic has taught us anything it's the unpredictability of 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 human existence and our relative powerlessness to change anything it's a scarier world these days with all the advance in technical and all kinds of knowledge medical knowledge we still realize we're, we're not in control of our lives anymore I've kind of had a double dose two years ago I had a heart attack and probably some of you have had had that as well totally unexpected out of the blue and uh, after the panic and fear subsided and I realised I was still alive hallelujah hallelujah The peace of God and the comfort of God came into my soul. Hallelujah. And I began to realize I am not more than ever before. I'm not in control of my life. My life is in the hands of God. And he determines the outcomes of my life. Hallelujah. We can't, couldn't be, can never be in a safer place, a safer environment as when we realize that our lives are in the hands of God, our health is in the hands of God. Thank God for doctors and medicine and vaccines. Praise God. It helps us, doesn't it? We rejoice in all these things. Give God thanks for all these things. But ultimately, our lives are in the hands of God. And he determines our destiny here on earth. He determines the outcomes of our lives here on earth. And he determines our ultimate destiny, which, hallelujah, is by his grace in glory with the, with the Son of God and with, 
with the saints and with the angels of heaven and all the heavenly hosts, hallelujah. That's our destiny and can never be changed or taken away from us. So seek first the kingdom of God. I, oh, I've run out of time as I knew I would. I'm sorry, but I just want to say don't worry. This is not a time for worry and fear. Amen. This is a time when there's going to be unprecedented opportunity for the gospel. This is a time when God's going to touch people's hearts in a way that kind of people's hearts haven't been open to before. And there's a moving and a shaking and all things are going to be shaken except the kingdom of God. And I believe with all my heart we're heading towards a move of God's spirit, a move of salvation power, a move of healing power, a move of seeing the miracles and remarkable works of God all over the planet, here in Hailsham and Hedge End where I live and all over the world. It's coming. All this is in the hands of God. God is working his purposes out. God is not taken by surprise and sitting on the throne of heaven saying, hmm, I wonder what we should do next. No. They might be doing that in Downing Street. Can understand that. God bless them. But I tell you, God is on the throne of heaven. He's ruling and he's reigning and he's giving us his authority and he's giving us faith and confidence and vision and passion and energy and strength. Even when you get older, hallelujah, like me and like some of you here, we can serve God into old age with all that we have and all that we... <laughs> everything about us we want we want to live out our lives for the glory of God do we not there's nothing else worth living for the rest of it is all futile don't waste your life on on the things of earth all these things that don't worry about them don't put them so high in your thinking it's the kingdom of God is coming. The kingdom of God is advancing. Now is the time for the kingdom of God. Let's seek the kingdom of God with all our hearts first and with priority, with intentionality, with wisdom, but with faith and energy. Let's stir ourselves up like never before. And we'll find that someone's already said it, that God will use us in all kinds of new ways and old ways and open up all kinds of opportunities for the spread of the gospel. And I'm finishing. Can I just share one little verse right at the end? Because God spoke to me through it. And it's at the end of the book of Jonah. Do you remember how Jonah preached the gospel and they, amazingly, this evil city repented and, and judgment was withheld in the, by the grace of God. And Jonah, Jonah was really mad about this because he wanted God to judge them. <laughs> These are horrible people. He didn't like them. He was really racist or whatever he was. He wasn't a kind of nice prophet, this guy. He wanted the judgment of God to fall on this place. And, and so he's, after he's preached and they all repent, he's thinking, oh, no. 
What's God up to? And he's sitting on the outside the city, and it's a very it's a desert place, and he's waiting, watching, and hoping, and probably praying for the judgment of God to fall on this city. And 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 God provides a plant, and uh, it kind of gives him some shade, and he's really grateful and thanks God for the this uh, this plant, whatever it was. And then it says, "This is a phrase I want you to get." God provided a worm. Hallelujah. No, a worm. You know, God provided something not very good. You know, bleh. I mean, worms, you kind of squelch. I'm, I mean, I'm an animal lover, don't get me wrong, but, and I really am, but you know what I mean? Worms are kind of not nice, are they? Well, dear Lord, please forgive me, you know. Um, <laughs> good for the garden, yeah. But this worm ate up the, sh- the shell- sh- shelter, and uh, Jonah was mad at. And, and God said, "What are you mad about? What are you angry about? What, what, what are you perplexed about? What's your problem, mate?" He's saying, "Should should I not?" Don't you realize I, I have compassion and I care for all these 120,000 people. You just want judgment. I care for them. I love them. I'm concerned for them. Joni, you've got some lessons to learn. Here's a worm. Learn your lesson. Let's learn whatever lesson God sends to us. Amen. When he takes away the shelter, when he takes away the provision, when he takes away everything good and you're left with nothing, and maybe that's been your experience through these months. It's been tough and difficult. As it has for me, I can honestly say that, and for many people. Thank God for the worms. Amen. Thank God for whatever it takes to teach you a lesson. Father God, We're here to seek first the kingdom. Thank you for all the worms. Lord, help us to realize that the most important thing is the kingdom. There's 120,000 people out there that you care for. There's all the people of Hailsham. There's all the people around here, around the world, where this church I know is serving so brilliantly. Lord, help us to keep the things of the kingdom first and foremost in our lives, in the church, for your sake and for your glory, Lord. We say, Lord, here am I, touch me. Can we just stand one, one second? If, you, if you're really with this prayer, if you really are praying this with all your heart, Lord, here we are seeking first the kingdom of heaven and your righteousness. Lord, see us, hear us, bless us, and may we be good representatives of you on earth. Bring heaven to earth. Bless us that we might be a blessing, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you all, and thank you.